0: Hello, welcome to Degrassi and Chill, an episode-by-episode, spoiler-free review of Degrassi the Next Generation. We are bringing so much Degrassi. Can you just bring a little chill, maybe? Just a little bit. I'm Juno. And I'm Elle. We're on episode 11. -11, (laughs) 1-11. Friday night.
1: I'm so used to the BoJack formula of episode 11 being... Horrible and depressing that I was, like, nervous for this episode. Then <laughs> I remembered this is Degrassi, and every episode is horrible and depressing.
0: Yeah! <laughs> so, um, uh, no content warnings for this one. Uh, so we'll get right into it. Uh, we start off with Emma and Manny chatting at their locker. Sean walks over, and Manny kind of scooches her way out of frame, gives them some space. And Sean asks Emma if they could just, like, hang out since it's Friday night. Um, And Emma, super excited, says yes, and then proceeds to question, was it a date? Or are they just hanging out as friends? She's not entirely sure. She's talking to Manny about it as they go into the class, uh, their, like, homeroom or computer lab. Not entirely sure. Uh, and then they're still talking about it when they're at, in gym, and she sees Sean and tries to presumably ask him about it, and he just kind of gives her a little, like, grunt, and yeah. <laughs> he Does it. says,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, so European-like. Like, yeah. Okay. Is he taking German now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he just then just walks away. Like, she gets upset about this, rightfully so, like, he kind of just blew her off
1: there. Yeah, like, she was clearly about to ask him a question, and he said, yeah, and then walked away before she could even say anything. Like, that's a dick move. I would be pissed.
0: And she sure was, because uh, a vicious game of dodgeball proceeded. Um, As they are still questioning whether or not this is a date, Paige, resuming her role as the shaman, the cryptid of the school, just walks up and without breaking stride, stops to pour some sage wisdom onto Emma, saying that clearly there's something there and she should just ask him about it. Like, if she clearly cares.
1: Yeah. She's like, this is obviously a date Sean just... I think she says, Sean is a one-syllable kind of guy. Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he ever said was,
0: nope. (laughs) Yeah, he has definitely shown himself to be generally a man of few words. And this is a case of that.
1: Except when he's looking at horoscopes.
0: Except when he's looking at horoscopes. He gets really excited about that. (laughs) Uh, They decide to initiate this comment... comment, this conversation over DMail, which is the school's sort of instant messaging service. And Sean is under the impression that Emma now hates him. Uh, his evidence for this, the fact that she tried to murder him during gym class, and they resolve this, and date is still on, and Sean is going to go pick him up, pick her up. I'm just pronoun confused today. Everyone's getting <laughs> new pronouns. He shows up wearing just a cute little turtleneck. It's a little chilly out. And he's got that crisp fall look, so many layers. And before they are allowed to leave the house, a very excited spike makes them stop and squish in close to uh, take a picture. Yeah.
1: After she's given Emma, like, a monologue about her own first date... Which I'm now rea- realizing we didn't actually see yeah. back in Degrassi Jr. High.
0: Yeah, we never saw this uh, this date that she talks about being so awful. She had verbal diarrhea and yeah. couldn't stop laughing.
1: Yeah, the first time we see her, she's in an established relationship with her baby daddy and already pregnant. So, that's mm-hmm. fun. I wish we would have seen that now that she's talking about it. But Yeah, that would have oh been well. very
0: funny. Um, especially because, like... Spike has always been cute, but Mm -hmm. baby Spike from Degrassi Junior High, just adorable. Love that girl. And this picture that they take, so awkward. Like, (laughs) they both are very excited about the date. Not so excited about having to stop and take a picture before they leave for Emma's mother.
1: Like, you could drive a truck between these two. They're standing so far apart. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and they're they're giving a smile that is just radiating. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely the noise that is coming out of their mouths. So they finally leave and are talking about how Emma's mom was just rattling on about how awkward she felt and this is going to be fine. Immediately a bird poops on her. So they have to go back to Emma's house. She has to change and Spike gets another picture of them. They finally get, get to dinner where um, the the dialogue acumen is maintained because as they are eating their veggie burgers, they are talking about Sean's experience watching cattle get slaughtered on his aunt and uncle's farm. And they both clearly have this face of, I don't know why I'm talking about this either. And... (laughs)
1: He gets pretty graphic with it too
0: Yeah like, he's he clearly kind of goes
1: on. He's got the verbal diarrhea yeah,
0: Like it's and it's so cute Cause this yeah. is their It's Emma's first date we don't know about Sean but he's definitely nervous Yeah
1: he really really likes her
0: And it shows Yeah, um, But like They're good natured about it they seem to be getting along And as they're leaving Emma goes to check her purse um, To find her wallet Which isn't there And she freaks out and realizes she must have thrown it out with their tray of food. So Sean just, all right, let's do this, goes over to the trash can and rolls up his sleeve and just starts digging. They get asked to leave and are then digging through the dumpster to try to find Emma's wallet. Um...
1: At that point, I feel like it's just a lost cause. Honestly. Just report it to mall security and be done with it. Yeah, she can't it, have that many valuables in there. She's 12. Yeah,
0: she's 12. She doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> I doubt she has a credit card. Yeah, her
1: mom probably just gave her, like, 30 bucks and said, have fun. And you know?
0: presumably she had... Uh, they mentioned that she paid for dinner. Mm-hmm. So presumably she had significantly less than she was originally yeah. given. And Sean was going to pay for the movie.
1: Yeah, like, just... Give up on the $10. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: Sean was in the dumpster (laughs) looking. Um, At this point, Emma realizes her wallet was in her other pocket the whole time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, in her jacket pocket tied around her waist. So it's, like, hidden in there. I've I've done that before. But I haven't gotten all the way to the mall dumpster looking for it.
0: Never gotten that far. But they did. And Emma, just so embarrassed, runs off.
1: (laughs) She uses the liberty approach yes. to getting out of this conversation. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Just full, just full force sprints right out of the screen. And the next day at school, uh, she kind of is showing the pictures and implies that she feels the date didn't go well because of yeah. her mistake. And Sean comes over and seems chill about it and... He says he had a great time and asks to keep the picture of the two of them on their first date, which yeah. is very cute.
1: Luckily they got two pictures, so he got two. to keep one. Yeah,
0: perfect. So that's where we leave it with them having a, a chaotic, but ultimately decent first date. They're 12. You're not expecting much with yeah. that. So the B plot of this, um, it's actually one that Ellen and I kind of think about sometimes. It's just, Kind of depressing. So... I was not excited to watch this one. No. It's
1: sad, because I love the Emma and Sean plot. I hate this B plot.
0: Yes. So, uh, Miss Kwan's class, and she's trying to talk while um, there's this, like, tapping noise that's happening consistently. And she just stops and, like, Terminator stares. around the class trying to find where it's coming from and zeroes in on Spinner who is like hidden behind his propped up binder listening to his discman and just like tap- discman is this i had one i had those tiny headphones so good oh love love the times <laughs> and she gets upset at him and just like drops it on the ground because like, he's
1: trying to, like, wrestle it back yeah. from her. So, like, obviously it gets... Yeah, watched.
0: she didn't, like, smash it. It just, like, fell on the ground. And yeah. literally just, like, the batteries fell up. But she, he's like, you broke it! <laughs> no, he, no, she didn't.
1: My disc Discman! <laughs>
0: <Bro>. <laughs> so, uh, clearly establishing that there's some tension between the two of them. Um, later on, we get uh, Jimmy and Ash in the hall they're just talking apparently there's a field trip coming up where the uh the class miss kwan's class is going to another city to see a professional performance of romeo and juliet which we, we
1: love the continuity that they've been studying that for a while now yeah
0: yeah because they um have Couple had multiple references there. they've yeah. had multiple references to them reading bits of it and
1: in performing. That, the mating game yeah. that was like contingent to the plot mm-hmm
0: Yeah, so love love to see that. So they're talking about that and just being cute and, like, they're not, like, making out up against the locker, but they are just, like, arms around each other and, like, snuggling, kind of. And Miss Kwan comes up and very snippetly, it's like, no one wants to see that. (laughs) And they're like, uh, okay.
1: She's, like, having a bad fucking day. Yeah,
0: like, we've seen Miss Kwan and she's been very strict and no nonsense, Mm -hmm. but she seems, like, extra snippy in this episode. Yeah,
1: like, she talks to them about the Degrassi code of conduct, but then as she's walking away, she turns back and makes it personal by being, like, you two may think you're adorable, but that doesn't mean anybody else does. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, an added layer beyond a teacher disciplining students. Like, that's just mean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, she came for them specifically. Um, so in the calf later, Spinner suggests, like, getting revenge on Miss Kwan for being uh, a tyrant. Uh, in class afterwards, Miss Kwan isn't there. She's, like, in a meeting, running late. So Spinner stands up and is just kind of, like, making fun of her. Um, not really, she's, he's just kind of, like, imitating Yeah. her. It's... And definitely, like, time and place, but isn't actively, like... He's not, like, shots fired. Right. He's just, like, l- making fun of her, and she walks in and gets upset. And, um, says that, like, she could hear everything because the room she was in was the principal's office, which apparently it has, like, a direct two-way communication over the PA. Like, she can hear everything.
1: hmm Which, the, I've never heard of that system. Yeah. Existing. Like, as far I, as I know, intercom systems are generally one way. I
0: think that might just be incidental because, like, literally the sound pipeline from
1: mm-hmm.
0: principal Radich's office, which, as she gestures, appears to be right next door. So it might just be because of
1: Maybe. that.
0: Because otherwise that would be very weird. Like, yeah. hey, Mr. Radish, can you put some spy equipment <laughs> in my uh, in my classroom, please? I think that'd be really hot. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. But Spinner and Jimmy end up getting detention uh, after school, which everyone loves after school detention. Uh, and they're chatting in detention. They're the only ones there, of course. And Miss Quan is leading it. And she stops... Them saying that she's teaching night school and
1: uh, she essentially threatens to make them stay through night school, yeah, which I don't think she could do. No,
0: uh, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think, like, congratulations, you are now enrolled in my night school <laughs> forcibly. Uh, so apparently, she teaches night school, which, like, rough gig teaching, yeah, full time. During the day, and then yeah, a class in the evening. And
1: she doesn't even get, like, time off in between to go home and have dinner. because she's running detention. Right. Like, like that's that's, that's rough. a
0: rough schedule. Um. So, like, this is the first kind of insight into what she's going through. Yeah, like,
1: if she's doing that every day, who can blame her for being cranky?
0: Yeah, it's not clear if this is, like, she teaches once a week, or if this is every day, or what her schedule is, but at least today she's not having a good day. Um, They sneak in to school while she's teaching later at night, and uh, it turns out she teaches uh, English as a second language to a bunch of adults, and they go into Principal Radich's office and use that intercom to just, like, make a bunch of annoying noises, like, gum chewing and like tapping very just bad bad ear sounds all around and she figures out it's not anyone in the class making the noises so she storms over to the principal's office doesn't see them because all they did was hide behind the desk she didn't think to yeah. look there um, their final prank is ordering chicken like chicken wings to the room which she would then have to pay for because this is the olden days. And she is just like, no, this isn't mine. Uh, I didn't order this, but everyone in the class, like all these people are like so excited, like pulling out their wallets and getting some bills out. She'd be like, I will help pay for this. It's very wholesome. And like practicing their verb conjugations. Like this one guy is sitting there with his box of chicken wings. Like I eat the chicken wing, takes a bite. Now I ate the chicken wing, like so pleased with himself. We love to see it. The best way you learn how to uh, how to speak a different language is to get into that environment and talk. And the man's learning to speak English with chicken wings.
1: We love that for him.
0: And while this is happening, Spinner and Jimmy are out egging her car and kind of airing their grievances. Like each one, this is for this. This is for that, and he manages to rope Jimmy into it, um, kind of using against, not not using against him, but reminding him of how she like interrupted his cute moment with Ash. And as Miss Kwan comes out and sees what happened, she just starts sobbing, and it pans over to. The boys, Spinner, looks pleased, and Jimmy looks conflicted. So the next day, they're in class, and instead of Miss Kwan, Principal Radich comes in and says that he is going to be taking over the class while Miss Kwan takes a leave of absence. Uh, Apparently, as he says to them, she has not only been working overtime with all these night classes, but also her husband is very ill. Uh, So this gives us kind of a sense of how she's doing and also probably why she snapped so hard at Jimmy and Ash mm-hmm. because she was having specifically issues with her husband her, with her husband's health. So like maybe he's in the hospital and like she literally she can't get into like hug him or kiss him or anything. Yeah. Um so yeah, girlie's going through it. Like this one's really hard for us to watch because Miss Kwan looks just genu- genuinely so devastated.
1: Yeah, like, when she starts crying in front of her car, like, that is a hard moment to watch. It's and, painful.
0: And it is very much the crying of a very tired person. Yeah,
1: like, she just has a full breakdown.
0: Yeah, honestly, Obviously, unlike... like,
1: everything is built up, and then to culminate in this, like, mm-hmm. she just cannot handle it.
0: Yeah, it... Unlike the children, the adults are decent actors. And the actress does... A good job of just portraying that like slumping forward as that's it, I've had enough.
1: Yeah. She doesn't know how to speak, but her physical acting is very good.
0: Yeah. yeah this one's this one's rough for that, but so happy about Emma and Sean.
1: Right. It's, it's it's a hard cut between the two plots.
0: Like yeah, it's it's It's
1: a weird couple to pair together.
0: Strange vibes.
1: Yeah. Um so this song. Um, there's actually several songs that this episode is named after, um, the Degrassi Wiki named a few different artists that have songs called Friday Night, so I just looked up the one that had the silliest artist name, which is Slick Shoes, and Friday Night by Slick Shoes is pretty much just about hanging out on a Friday night and having a good time. Um, here's a (laughs) lyric sampling. (laughs) There'll be no nervous breakdown tonight. Well, Not true. <laughs> Degrassi said, not true at all, actually. Um, and it doesn't matter where we go or what we do. Let's just do it now. Go to the gas and sip and hang out there all night. It'll be all right. I don't think anyone went to a gas and sip.
0: No. I don't know what that is. I think that's just a gas like a station. corner. Yeah, like a, a, a gas station store.
1: Is that a real place, or did they just make it up for this song? It
0: probably is. They tend to have weird names like that.
1: I like Come and Go, personally. Yeah. That's gotta be I my mean, favorite.
0: None of them are called that, um, but in but my my family and a lot of people from California tend to call places like that Stop and Rob's, because <laughs> they're just so easy to just quicken. Yeah. Just rob them. Not that any of us have ever done that, but (laughs) (laughs) that is what they uh, are sometimes called.
1: Yeah. So, it's a pretty basic song. I mean, it seems like... (laughs) Rude.
0: The song's basic.
1: (laughs) It just seems like it's about vibing and having a good Friday night and um, having a little bit of a breakdown because your life sucks, but on Friday that doesn't matter. Yeah. We've all been there.
0: Yeah, and we definitely saw... Some people having fun and some people n- not having fun.
1: Yeah. There was a nervous breakdown this Friday night, unfortunately.
0: There was indeed. So I want to talk about the most important point of this episode, which is Emma's new hair. <laughs> the actress just got a haircut and a uh, cute little bob. She has it like back in a uh, headband the whole time. She has it crimped. All, all of it except for the last like two inches, and it just looks so ridiculous. Yeah, it's rough. But oh man, we love we love some good crimped hair. We got some from Paige in the last episode. We've seen a few people with crimped hair. It really had its moment, mm-hmm. and obviously, this show is older and is very much of the times in its fashions especially with Paige, and I just love seeing those little early aughts, uh, that lingering sense of the 90s into the Y2K fashion. It's just so, so good.
1: I feel like we need to have a whole segment of our podcast just talking about the fashions of each episode, because
0: we yes, do it anyway. <laughs> we do. It's just, This is our fashion talk, and especially with kids' fashion, because it was just so like colorful and... It was just kind of dumb. It wasn't meant to be anything but just a fun thing for kids to do. So, yeah, they have, like, crimped hair, a billion clips, and hair ties. Like, Manny at one point is wearing, like, three...
1: I was just going to say we need to give some appreciation to Manny's various pigtails. Yeah. she's always got pigtails in different ways.
0: Yeah, this time she had pigtails um, with three hair ties on each... um, Mm -hmm on each pigtail, and at a few points, they're, like, pushed up. Sometimes they're all down, or they're pushed up, so you can see all three of them. It's just, like, pointless, but so, so good. Yeah. Um, if you want a modern day analog, Jojo Siwa is very much, like, yeah. calling back to that era mixed with some other flavors, but, like, it's that just chaotic, like a child's drawing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very fun to see. Um, I think the most important part of this episode is Miss Kwan and her various Miss Kwan-isms.
0: Oh, we get some good ones in this episode. Like,
1: we've mentioned a few times that Miss Kwan speaks like an android, trying her very hardest to blend in with mm-hmm. humans and doing a piss poor job at it.
0: I'm proud of her anyway. And,
1: yeah. It's an A for effort, really.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... And, of course, this episode having a plot centered around her, we get a lot of really good ones. Like, there's the, you two may think you're adorable, but that doesn't mean anyone else does. Um. Again, we just get her speaking like a walking thesaurus at all fucking times. It's really incredible. Um. When she's speaking to her night school class, um, she has a few good ones as well. Um. She's going over the verb conjugations, she goes, you will write the test, you write the test, and in an hour, you will be able to say, you wrote the test. Which, first of all, I didn't realize that Canadians say write the test instead of take the test until very recently, so that, that was a weird one for me to wrap my head around. Why the fuck do you guys say that, by the way?
0: Yeah, like, it...
1: Sometimes tests do not involve writing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in the context of this specific class, because they probably were doing some writing. But as a general thing, no, you take the test. You you shred it up into tiny bits and you snort it. You take the test. <laughs> um,
1: what's the thing? Yeah, just her tone of voice is really good. She talks kind of like GLaDOS from Portal, if anyone's played that. A little
0: bit, yeah, because she does have, like... Um, what's what's the term um
1: inflection
0: inflection thank Mm -hmm. you she does have inflection it's just not always it's not consistent and it's not always in the right spot like she puts emphasis on weird word it's a fun fact about what just happened doorbell rang and we both immediately like looked at each other (laughs) t-posed fight or flight response kicking and like, who's at our door? And then sat here for like a few seconds before tiptoeing to our front door only to find it was literally just a package that was dropped off.
1: Like we were like, Scooby-Doo cartoon tiptoeing, or at least like I this?
0: was. Literally. We got that
1: PTSD, baby.
0: Literally, like, it, I I don't I don't like it when people are at our door. I don't like it. Like, get away, get away. It's our door, go.
1: We've had some shitty people come to our door, too, since we we've lived
0: here. Have... So. But that's a story for another time.
1: <laughs> anyway, Miss Kwan, she puts her inflections in weird spots. Yeah. She puts her pauses in weird spots, too.
0: Yeah, she ta- she very much talks like an AI, where they don't know where natural pauses. Like, they know what a comma mm-hmm. does, but if there's just, like, a run of words, they'll just kind of say things really, really fast with no pauses.
1: Yeah. Like, like, at the very beginning, she's talking about their field trip to Stratford, um, and she's like, have your parents fill out this permission slip and enclose a check. And I'm like, she sounds like a fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't understand the acting choices. I Is that just how the actress speaks? I don't get it.
0: Is that, I, I wonder if, like, that's her way of trying to sound like, um enunciating
1: maybe is that what she thinks boring teachers sound like like I don't know but I love to listen to it personally it just it fills my heart with joy I know it's (laughs) um I think that's all I've got for this episode
0: yeah I mean the main thing for me is I am just so excited that Emma and Sean have had their first date. It's We've... been
1: building the whole season. Right?
0: Except for those first two seasons. Like, the first two episodes where we didn't even know Sean. Exactly. The first three episodes, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, Literally from their first eye contact, it's been building.
0: That, so, that I'm That spark excited. was lit and that <laughs> slow burn started burning slowly.
1: Can't wait to see them fall in love.
0: It's going to be very cute to see what happens from here with them.
1: In my mind, they're already married.
0: Basically, yeah. (laughs) That's what I've decided from here on out.
1: Um, Shall we wrap up with our quotes of the day? I think we shall. Um, You want to take it away?
0: I will, because I am not only uh, providing a quote, but I am providing you with some of Paige's exact wisdom to Emma (laughs) um, regarding what to do about Sean and a new tick in our Heather Sinclair tracker. Hun, your thing for Sean is more obvious than Heather Sinclair's bargain basement nose job.
1: Incredible. So that, brings that brings us to three on our Heather, Heather Sinclair, Sinclair. tracker. Yeah. We now know that she's had a very poorly done nose job. Mm-hmm. So we can add that to our little profile of her, like I, our little criminal FBI profile.
0: Exactly. So any of you who are, um, we're following along at home. Make sure to update your crime boards. Mm-hmm. There's one more thing to add to it. A little more Heather Sinclair lore. We'd love to see it.
1: Yeah. My quote this time is a Miss quan of course. Um, towards the very beginning of the episode. This is something I still quote regularly, day to day. Juno can confirm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this so much. So when Spinner is clicking or tapping his pen or whatever and it's driving her nuts, she's like mid-sentence, stops, and says, All right, could whoever's making that sound please cease and desist? That means stop. (laughs) And that like breaks me every single fucking time I hear it. It's so good. Like, she's got her thesaurus out. She is saying cease and desist, and then, like, has an epiphany where she remembers she's speaking to 13 year olds and is like, that means stop.
0: It's so good. It's, I, it's incredible. I just love the way she talks. Like, why? No one talks like that, but I think. Everyone should talk like that. Yeah,
1: literally. Anytime, like, cats are doing something that's pissing me (laughs) off, I'm like, can you please cease and desist? That means stop. It's
0: too good. It's too good. Love this one. Hope she gets some, some good rest in.
1: Me too. I hope her husband's okay. Yeah. So, that'll do it for this one. Our next episode is season one, episode 12, titled, Wannabe. If you want to be my lover,
0: you gotta gotta get with with my friends.
1: friends. Make (laughs) it last forever. Friendship never ends. Bye.